Yo, 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 how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, bro. It's Monday. It's Monday Blue. I thought, you know what? Let me start up the day with a little bit of chill song because like last Friday, it was banging all the way before I, I go off, right? So you know what? It's 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 <laughs> over the weekend. Like I'm already on Sunday. I'm super hangover. But today, Monday, I'm more refreshed. I'm recharged. Let's do it, buddy. Oh, so good. Am I starting this? I, that's, that's it? We're going? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, Maeve. Good. Now, oh. Let's let's check it. Let's check it in with Maeve. Maeve, how are you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. I'm good. How's everyone? <laughs> yeah, what's happening with your account, man? <laughs> uh, last I can. It's been this a week. Morning, pretty much nothing has changed. So. Uh, oh my god. I'm, I'm pretty fucked, to be honest. <laughs> They gotta give it back to you anyway. I hope so. But but, but like uh, I, I've spoken to quite a few others. It seems like uh, like like I like I expected with like a GW and uh, Cryptovius as well. So it's like a wave. They just come in and they just like wipe everybody. That's pretty much what happened. Because like quite a number of other yeah, people it's strange. Yeah. But but you have basically seven days to do it, right? To I, I already appealed the that day itself I already appealed so now I'm just waiting because like they need five to seven business days so technically like mid it's... this week will be the earliest they get back to me technically speaking so damn all right G G Dub how long was it before they get back to you buddy seven seven the full seven <laughs> maximized uh, yeah they wait <laughs> they're probably ready by three days but they just make you sweat it out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know what they they're gonna teach me a lesson to not do some dodgy shit, right? Like avoid detection and stuff like that. <laughs> so they they say you know what we see Maeve is doing dodgy shit, and it's like ah, you know what we're gonna wait for the full seven Maeve. days. That's it. First Maeve, warning. First warning. First warning. <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the yep, road. Yep, let's go. Good evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, Europe. Good morning, Americas. And welcome to Rock Radio Asia Web3 Muffers, your daily show dedicated to Web3, NFTs, latest news, hot topics, and on the menu today, we'll be talking NFT VC funding, swamp water, Lego. Is the banking world collapsing? Plus, a very special guest today, Space Runners, who's revolutionizing the world of fashion, metaverse, and their upcoming partnership with Balmain, also pronounced Barma, for my French peeps out there. We do the show every weekday, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m., UTC plus 8. The USA has merged over to a new timeline yesterday. It is now 10 a.m. EST, but still 2 p.m. London for another couple of weeks. Don't worry, governments around the world are talking about getting rid of this daylight saving madness. Anyway, as always, a very warm welcome to you, ladies and gentlemen, from all over the world, as you join us on this adventure to build the biggest, the greatest, and the baddest Web Asia Web3 community there is. My name is Wacky. I am your host on our Red Cast. We are official content providers of Red Radio Asia. It was a pretty crazy weekend on all fronts. I'm pretty tired, but very excited to be with you today. My co-host, he's the sexiest man in the business. He's the hardest working man in the business. He is the business. His name, Bill Rainbow. How are you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good, bro. Like, you said that it was busy on the weekend. What happened to you, bro? Oh, man, I had a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it sounds like uh, you don't want to, like, dive down a little bit on it, bro. You are brushing it off? No, no. 
that uh, virtually Alpha had a very long weekend, but uh, you know, plus there's so many crypto news as well. I was looking at all this, so I'm really waiting for Gita to tell us what's happening because I saw all sorts of notification. I saw that USBC UK bought the what? Where was it? Something they bought the okay. Wait, wait a second. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you about it. But they basically bought the Silicon Valley Bank UK branch for one pound. They basically bought like six billion pounds worth of asset just for yeah, one yeah. Pound. <laughs> I know, I know, like the HSBC move, right? All right, let's dive down a little bit more. But before that, let's get it going, right? Welcome to Asia Web3, motherfuckers, powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia space, where we only have one goal in mind, is to build the most genuine Web3 communities among the Asia countries and to unite everyone under one roof. Man, Wacky, you are talking about daylight saving, but hey, I'm in Malaysia. I don't know what is daylight saving all about because you know what? My time doesn't <laughs> change. So... I don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> I'm excited. You know, you know why? You, you know why? I'll, I'll, I'll explain you why. Because you have sun all day long, all year long, right? It doesn't matter. It's always summer over there, right? So, so you don't need to change the clocks to have more daylight. Whereas in Europe, in the winter, it's like dark. It's like dark for many hours. So the governments, in order to get people to wake up in the morning earlier and, and actually get to work, they move the time zone. They move the clock by an hour. That's the reasoning behind it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right, and I'm excited for today because we have Psycho, we have Space Runners as our guest speakers. So guys, like and retweet the spaces to show your support and help us to spread the word so we are able to provide better speakers and value for you guys. And hey, you know, there are new people on the, on the spaces today. Give them a follow, send them a DM, say hi because it's all about connecting in the web tree. So let's start up today with a topic that is relevant to, you know, the guest speaker, right? And the question is this, Wacky, I'm going to ask you straight away while you pin it up, what's that one apparel brand that you buy and wear the most? Oh, this is a good question. Uh, are you asking me or are you? I'm asking you. You have to give me the answer straight away. Uh Okay, 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 straight away. Actually, recently, right, so I've, I used to wear, I've been wearing a lot of Abercrombie and Fitch and because it's just, I just love it, it's so comfortable and for the winter, it's perfect. But I've uh, recently got into All Saints. I don't know if you, you probably know All Saints. It's, uh, it's that UK brand. It started there locally in like a, a local market and they've really grown all over the all over the world and they've got the, the singer, how do you know it? The, the sewing machines as one of their brands for, for marketing. So yeah, I've been wearing a lot of that. Okay, pass it over. Pass it over. <laughs> what happened to you, bro? Me? Yeah, there's so much back- background noise. You like wrestling with the mic or something? Really? No. <laughs> Alright, let's throw it to Psycho. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, um, thanks for having me and Space Runners Up. Um, cool. Uh, I'd say just <laughs> for branding-wise... Um, I'm not really into like that many brands. I like more streetwear, fashion, um, like thrifting and stuff. Uh, that's like my personal style. Uh, but you know, some brands that I mean, I like all brands. Like, it, I just really like thrifting and streetwear, like as my personal style. Uh, ah, I'm trying. What's the one apparent brand you wear the most? Here you go. Sorry, I'm typing this in. <laughs> <laughs> wacky wacky you know what some somebody you know you have been such I'm such an ass in terms of getting your mic right right and i coach yeah. alip 
I want to say thank you, bro. Because he said, wacky trainer, nice entrance, but could you please get a better mic? <laughs> I know, man. I, I, saw, I saw his comment. Okay. I get, I get the point. You know what? Basically, I just can't scream in the mic. But bottom line, I just need to be right here. I just need to use my like podcasting voice, you know. I just need to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just can't scream in the mic. The mics are not designed for me to scream in. <laughs> you know what? You have to. You have to just put your mic probably in a further place, and then because of that, you can have better audio. I think that's it. Like you, you bro, you change three of your mics, and each time you you buy something more and more expensive, but the result is still the same. So it's not the mic, bro. It's you. That's it. It's you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically the voice. It's, it's just reverberates everywhere, and I think that the the. the the room also echoes a little bit so that doesn't help okay all right let, let's just pass over to some of our speakers psycho how are you doing welcome to the stage uh, bro psycho just answered <laughs> what's happening oh. <laughs> uh, wow i was tough. wow i told you i was tired i told you i told you i had a long weekend okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You, you are you are Run. forgiven you are forgiven that's it uh, Psycho, thanks a lot for entertaining my dude, but he's all over the place. Let's throw to somebody that's more serious that can answer the question, right? G Dub, how are you doing? GM, GM, very good, very good. Um, fashion, I am a bit boring. It's all the sort of classic stuff. I do Levi's, I do uh, Abercrombie, Ralph Lauren, uh, I do a bit of Reese, the UK brand. Um, shoes, I go with uh, Barefoot. Ooh. <laughs> nice nice love it space runners actually if we're gonna know anything about brands and fashion apparel we need to ask space runners right yo, yo hello there hello how um, you doing i'm good i'm good well you know i'm into brands well i rep a lot of supreme currently because uh i used to be a skater so uh i've been nice. supreme since you know oh five oh four and it's really been my go-to even till now and you know i've I've been a little bit more bougie lately. I've been buying a lot of like yours and like Vuittons. And uh yeah, I mean I, I like all brands, but you know, I feel like a lot of people buy buy things based on the price, but I just buy things based on if I like it or not. So so tell me what's like closest to your heart? Like right there you tell me you start with Supreme, now you're going like Dior and, and Bougie, but what's like the closest thing that you have in your heart? Definitely Supreme. Definitely. It's just a, nice. you know, I, I started off with wearing, you know, Supreme, Thrasher, DC, all the skater, skater, skater brands. And then, and then I moved on to, you know, um, Dior, Louis Vuitton, because they've been involving a lot of street fashion within their um, brands. So uh, a lot of these brands like Louis Vuitton, they've been doing very, very well. And they've been very successful because they've been, they've been very adaptive within the fashion space. And they've been onboarding mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of collabs and celebrity like uh dior had a collab with Trap scott um louis vuitton had a collab with uh nigel the 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 ex-owner the founder of bape you know so yeah i'm, I'm really to the yeah. brands i'm i'm really you know supreme definitely you know closest to my heart <laughs> if that answers the question yeah then you need to get all those bougie brands into skating <laughs> no you know what when when someone says supreme you know like they are the og in terms of streetwear bro like i used to so so i'm gonna answer the question right i used to have like you no know, supremes the off-whites and stuff like that but right now i'm 
always going to like plain design and i would say like the go-to brand for for example like comfort fit t-shirts i'm gonna choose nike like right now i'm just wrapping nike because like it's easy and if you wear it on like a daily basis and it's a plain tee you know no, nobody gives a shit yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's that's go to Maeve awesome. before yeah. we hit on to the GM news. Pukas, Maeve knows. Yes, sir. Uh, I think it's uh, these days it's like cotton on and what's it called? Uh, shit. What's that Japanese brand that I can't think? Uniqlo. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uniqlo. <laughs> My man's is the comfy. Keeping yeah, it real. It's like keeping it real. It's like all about comfy, bro. A uh, few of God slides, uh, what's it called? Slip-ons are like, well, it's alright. But you know, like nothing too, nothing too bougie these days. Getting busy building, so uh, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had a time where I was doing bougie as well. And then after a while, and I was like, oh man, you're going out. I'm like, I don't know if I need this right now. You know, I've got so many other things going. But I do enjoy it. I do have to say, I mean, I, I see where Space Runners is coming from. It does make a difference sometimes. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So you saw the pin tweet. Basically, go ahead and answer it because I would love to know what brands you guys are rapping. And hey, we have a new, a new, our little Professor X. He said he's all about Pantagonia. And I love the brand because you know what they are doing, for example, like a lot of recycling stuff. Um, but I have to say like the t-shirt because it's fully recycled, it has like after you wash a few times, it really comes out like all those small little dots on your t-shirt. And man, I, I hate like, for example, stuff. So I always have to, you know, use like the IKEA roller to get get rid of like the dots and stuff like that, like the dusk. But it's it's not coming off because it's all like plastic wear and stuff like that. But I mean the design is cool. Alright, Wacky, are you ready? Are you calm? You know, we, we did the ice breaking session. Right now you should be seated in a comfortable spot to do the intro, right? I am, I think I am, yeah, I think I'm ready to go. <laughs> I wanna know, I wanna know all about from from G G is the financing world collapsing? Is the banking world collapsing? GM, take us away. GM, GM. Okay, so today is the 13th of March, 2023. It's the daily TradFi update. Um, we have a bit more to cover today uh, just because of what's been happening. Um, yeah, so, you know, global macro events still affect all our crypto prices, as we've seen. So here is a summary. So let's go through the markets first, and then we'll uh, we'll go in a bit more on uh, SVB and, and others. Um, U.S. market, this is based on last Friday, of course. S&P 500 down 1.5%. NASDAQ down 1.7%. Uh, FANG Plus, the major tech uh, index, down 1.6%. Europe, FTSE 100 is down 2.3%. Asia, it's a bit mixed. Um, you've got Hong Kong and China. Uh, Hong Kong up 1.9%. China up 1.2%. Um, Korea up 0.6%. And then Japan and Singapore down. Uh, Japan down 1.1%. Singapore down 1.4%. So, all right, let's get into Silicon Valley Bank. So, um, I mean, last Friday we did mention, you know, they were doing capital raising and then everything fell apart. Uh, there was a bank run, share price down 60%. So let's give you a bit more background information on what happened. So Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, is the main bank for startups and the tech sector. 
Um, and because of the bear market, lack of IPOs and uh, smaller funding rounds, um, all of the tech sector had been withdrawing more funds um, to use for their daily operations. Um, and because of the rapid rise in the interest rates, a lot of the SB, SBV had put a lot of their customer funds, invested it into long-term bonds, which the value comes down as interest rates go up. Um, so they had to sell these at losses to keep more liquidity for their customers to draw down their funds. So then um, SVB announced that they needed to raise $2.24 billion to boost their balance sheet. Um, and then we had a bank run. So this is where um, some VCs had alerted all their portfolio companies and said, you know, get, get your money out of SVB uh, just in case. And then everyone started taking their money out. Um, customers withdrew $42 billion. Uh, this was last week. Then, then we saw the share price uh, collapse. Um, then this, this brought down SVP. This is the biggest bank collapse since 2008 GFC. Um, then what happened later, what happened yesterday, uh, had a bit of good news. So Treasury Secretary Yellen said that the U.S. government would protect all the depositors um, at Silicon Valley banks are basically guaranteeing their deposits that even if SVB went under, their money's still safe. So this prevents a bank run. Um, it's, it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. No one takes their money out. The bank is actually okay. Um, the government doesn't have to actually, uh, you know, refund any of the missing deposits. Um, it just gives confidence to all the... Uh, the bank account holders. Um, so that's what has happened. Um, and then let's go to the news that Wacky mentioned before. Um, HSBC in the UK has actually bought the uh, UK subsidiary of SVB. Um, they did pay the nominal one pound for it. Um, so looking at the numbers... Uh, SVB has uh, loans of about £5.5 billion pounds and deposits of about £6.7 billion. It actually earned £88 million pounds in pre-tax profit last year. So effectively, they paid £1 for about $1.4 billion of equity. Of course, this equity is... Uh, not immediately uh, withdrawable. Um, a lot of it is sort of locked up in more longer-term uh, investments. But because HSBC has enough, um, you know, it can play the long-term game. Um, it can. It has enough liquidity to hold hold anything out. Um, so this is a great deal for HSBC UK. They've essentially bought. Um, a cash flow positive um, and bought all the customer accounts of SVB UK um, and they've just you know paid one pound for it so that's what has been happening with SVB um, two more things to note so it seems now that the chance of an interest rate height have actually come down um, so this is you know positive as well 
um, and also why did why did uh, Hong Kong and China uh, st- sh- stock markets go up? Um, you've had the Chinese government has um, has kept the finance minister and the central bank governor in place, so this has given more confidence again to to the Chinese markets. Um, that's all I have for today. Uh, back to you, Wacky. You don't say they made a good deal. One pound, man. This is ridiculous. All right. Uh, apparently, you guys are going to hear the music. So we're going to throw back over to Maeve now. And hopefully, you guys can hear this. Maeve, over to you, buddy. Thanks, Wacky. Thanks, G to my M. Now, this is Maeve Knows NFTs. First ICO by Gojira and Tree VC Fund revealed as Arcade to Earn. Expect huge limit break platform announcement tomorrow. Community built Swamp Water brand. It's a beer brand. Uh, features no, uh, Not Track Guy, Camel NFT, and Dank Since 93 beer flavors. KPR with the Neon Sushi Invitation RSVP closes 17th of March. Lego Group partners with Epic Games and Sony. Total of a $2 billion investment. Anypang supports announces mean details. DDD, Dan Deca Dan, back with round two of their Dan Deca Duo. Lastly, Petaverse means uh, has already started. Back to you, Puke. All right, right. Thank you, GM News, for the good update. And GDAP, love your update in terms of what's happening in the market because, man, like, I mean, when you see this kind of news happening on and on and you'll be like, shit, you know, what's safe, what's not safe. So there's no idea what's going to happen. But uh, as for now, it seems like, uh, you know, things are going to happen. Um, there's acquisitions happening and stuff like that, man. Love to dive down a little bit in terms of this kind of update. And wacky, wacky, it's okay, bro. Like, I know you have the music. <laughs> you have the music. You are doing all sorts of things behind it. But, bro, it's okay. The GM news is over. Let's get into the business. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go let's get into news <laughs> all right i i i want to deep dive a little bit in terms of what's happening uh because man like we see there are tons of things happening and in terms of people always tell me like hey you know the u.s bond uh bonds are basically the most secured stuff that we have in terms of like the trading and stuff like that you had a busy weekend did you read up on anything or it's like pure like zero knowledge for you no, well, I mean, I, I just looked, I, I just listened to a bunch of podcasts and all that good stuff and, and saw basically what uh, what Gita was talking about, which is the fact that, you know, Silicon Valley Bank and, it, okay, so th- there's there's a bigger play, uh, there's a bigger play at stake, right? The government, the US government has started what is called Operation Choke Point 2.0, which is exactly what is happening right now, which is instead of outright banning crypto and and taking the the players out uh through regulations they are taking them out through financial by financially strangling them right by financially um choking them and that's effectively what we're starting to see so it's uh it's going to be a fascinating time to see what's happening this year and over the years forward because another thing that i was obviously listening is that if you look historically the u.s has made its fortunes through innovating through generating the biggest tech innovations in the world, right? Look at Apple, look at Google, look at Amazon, look at all those huge companies that have really revolutionized how the world works. But yet when it comes to crypto, they are heavily 
clamping down on it because they're afraid to lose the the U.S. hegemony, right? They're, they're afraid to lose the U.S. dominance. Um, another thing that I heard as well is that I don't know if you guys realize, but Russia and China have already started accepting crypto in terms of payments for international trade. So not only is, uh, you know, the Chinese yuan becoming a little bit more uh, prevalent in the world, but it was, it's possible that crypto is actually going to take over as well. So it's it's going to be fascinating what's uh what's going to happen over the next few years. Yeah, yeah. And Maeve, uh, you have to update me. I know when the uh, USDC was kind of like tanking, you were a bit panicked. So tell me your experience, bro. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I went like full on risk adverse, man. Like I fucking, I, I'm pretty sure I sold, I literally sold at the bottom. Holy fuck me as my God. Yeah, I literally went full uh, risk adverse and uh, I sold at the bottom so now I well I didn't buy back at the top yet but <laughs> yeah G- GW did oh, you run no. risk adverse or like uh, you're like just waiting to see what, what will happen I'm uh, I'm all in ETH and NFTs ah nice nice love it full full risk <laughs> <laughs> yeah she knows full risk yeah, yeah. No, risk, yeah. Said, like, I'm all into Eve and like NFT like that that isn't something more stable right bro but like I said like you know if, if you trust NFT and you trust the brand behind it you trust the people maybe it's a little bit more I don't know, trustworthy would you say right. but you know what let's talk a little bit more because holy shit I saw basically um, the the review of um, trough like what's it called trough uh, trough holes right and Jack Butcher literally just did a massive joke on it because it looks like you know those kind of like uh, numbers that people do and then right now if you check at the check smart bro it looks exactly like the the auditors of Yuga so I mean he is a master in terms of like just doing crazy shit and uh I love it how quickly he is to adapt in the space. Like even before I saw the review of Yuga, he has already changed um, the check marks into oh. into that that design that's people shitting about. So I mean, it's it's massive to see how fast he re- he's written. I mean, the design that he do is literally something so universal and thought of that you know what anything that's happening in the space, he can literally just jump into it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's the the side of a true artist. I mean, he's really involved in Web3 and obviously he's got people's attention right now. So he's in a perfect position to really influence things. But uh, man, that 12-fold thing, what do you think about it and, and the, the reveal of it? <laughs> no, so, so the funny... Remember what I said well, last week? Say, bro? <laughs> this is like, this, it, it looks like it was made by a three-year-old. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? It's so it's generative art. It's AI. I mean, guys, what did they do? <laughs> but you okay? So fine. But you know, Yuga, right? I mean, they always have something behind their sleeves. So not too sure why. Because like I saw Trapo Farmer. Basically, he was one of the person that won it, right? And he always have tons of opinion in terms of like you know what's Yuga doing. So he's blasting all the way in terms of his thread. But I'm just curious to see what it looks like. Man, man, like the review right now. And I look at Jack Butcher's uh, chat mark that he did the same design. I would say Jack Butcher's one looks even better bro <laughs> i hope they have something um you know up their sleeve there because otherwise it's gonna 
I mean, I was about to say otherwise it's gonna it's gonna be a blow for Yuga, but I don't even think so. I mean, they're so strong, they're so big. It might just be a you know a dark spot, but then they will just continue with what else is going on. So it's a uh, yeah, it's extremely underwhelming to be honest. It's a it, man, it's horrible. Can you imagine having paid three BTC for this? I hope they come out with something after that. <laughs> All right. So talking about ordinals, bro, have you already get your ordinals or what's happening? Right. So actually talking about ordinals, um, Sherry, so Mera Takeru that we hosted last week is now collecting the BTC addresses to provide the airdrop. So I'm, uh, it's happening. It's, it's all going to happen. As soon as I get it, I want to send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And, yep. and actually I minted I I uh, I did not mint, that's it, incorrect. I inscribed well no actually I did mint. I minted from generative XYZ uh wallet. I don't know if you saw, but there there was some you know relatively free mint um for some robot stuff that Karmic sent me. So I've I've got ordinals now. I mean I've got none of the fancy ones, but I've got ordinals, baby. <laughs> yeah, we have. I I can see that you are going full on it. Like I saw, you know, I, I saw uh, Karmic sent to me, right? But I totally didn't. Basically, I wasn't free on the weekend to click on it, and he's like, "Bro, have you minted it?" I'm like, "No, I've not." <laughs> All right, <laughs> you still haven't promoted yeah, yeah, it. I still have not promoted. But I want to talk. Uh, you know, we are talking about ordinals, and we know that, for example, like Gojira, they are also doing tons of. Things in ordinals, they are you know funding different projects, becoming a launch pad, not just in Eve. Like previously, we talked about they purchase basically one of the nouns down, right? And then because of that, it gives access for their holders to do, do proposal, submit to the treasury, and basically like nouns down treasury is like massive. But what is this thing about like the ICO that you sent me? I mean, the platform looks quite amazing, uh, and it basically like they call it PG Capital. Uh, tell me more about it, bro. Well, who, that's for, that's for me, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, basically, if you guys don't know uh, Project Gojira, they have been they have been a huge uh, huge success since the beginning of uh, of NFTs, right? They are a project based in Australia, and literally they've grown from strength to strength between their uh, collect their Genesis One, their Genesis uh, their Collection Two, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They when we met them. Uh, you, you weren't there on the boat tour when we went to Singapore, but I spent some time with the team of there, and you could see that Sean has surrounded himself with a very smart group of people that are very well established in, um, in Web2, that were very good professionals, and that have a very good vision as to where, how to bridge Web2 and Web3 together and how to utilize NFTs, the technology, to its to its best right and and basically they have now come out saying that they're going to spend some of the funds that they have uh they have gotten and they're going to partner and get into icos right so effectively we are now starting to see web3 companies um well web3 companies nft projects right let's go back and say they were originally an nft project that have been very successful at doing what some people are clamoring nft projects should be doing which is creating revenue outside of the uh, outside of royalties right so it's it's always easy to say because in order for you to do this you need to have had some sort of initial success so you need to have some sort of initial funds in order to do this but they were lucky that they launched at the right time they have been very good at managing their community and 
they are now completely branching out into other aspects. So now, effectively, if you are a Project Gojira holder, you have the possibility of also being part of ICOs and early VC investments and potentially get a share of those investments and a share of the revenue that they're going to make in this. So I, I think it's quite interesting. Funnily enough, there was a project that I had seen on Solana that was already doing something similar, but obviously ETH is a, is a lot bigger. So I think it's quite an interesting development as to where the successful, some successful NFT projects are going in the direction that they're taking. Yep, yep. But the, but the thing is this, right? It also opens more risks um, that you have to handle, right? Because like, you know, more money is coming in, more unhappy buyers going to be because you can't basically vouch like every project is going to be good. And when there's money involved, we know definitely there's fart involved. But hey man, I have to say, like Shan, he called himself, remember during the Singapore event once when he was there, he basically called himself the lower paid CEO. So I'm, I'm pretty... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm pretty yeah. excited to see what they are doing with this because like, I mean, the platform looks simple, but it looks really basic in terms of like, hey, it's so simple, right? We launch, just say we have five ICOs. If you want it, you invest and then you just check your portfolio. Is it up? Is it down? So I'm really excited to see like the first three projects that actually be on it. And hey, man, like if all three projects has good results, it's green. I mean, this will just encourage more and more people to the ecosystem but i'm not too sure man i'm i'm just not feeling the art these days <laughs> that's for me Pew. yeah but yeah yep, yep. go ahead i was uh i mean like i'm excited to see what they do but you know you know you know that's why they had that uh, ama with uh llama team so you know for me it's a bit sus but you know what, what do i know <laughs> well well so actually actually as you said this i also saw that they partnered with amir from dark labs Amir Hussain, and I, I don't know if you guys saw, but there are also some reports about like how the whole of the 2021 NFT uh, bull run was heavily manipulated through bots and a, f- a faction of few people, few influencers. So a- anyway, this aside, unfortunately, you have a lot of companies where you have a lot of successful companies all over the world that have made money initially in in various ways or another but then that have repurposed themselves and then you know gone on to the great thing so let, let's see what happens i think i mean i met sean when we met sean i thought he was he was great and he really has a passion for for the space and trying to do good things and and improve so let's see what happens hey hey we have space runners um go ahead buddy the stage is yours yeah you know just just the to add something on top of that, you know, it's, I think it's actually a very interesting concept because, you know, if you, if you, um, if you were here for the OG block, blockchain days and crypto days, you know, ICO was, you know, not everyone's getting the first round of ICOs and it's, it's pretty hard, you know? So if, if you look at the ICOs they're offering, it's basically, um, where, where even before the whitelist sale or waitlist sale, right? The, the a private sale and that's where the private sale they pump the numbers up and you're able to to make your profit and then the whitelist comes and then the waitlist comes in right so if you think about it i think um if they're able to get into good icos it's, it seems pretty profitable like it goes like the old icos i used to i used to you know invest in like i used to 10 times 20 times my money back like on average so honestly i, I think it's a pretty interesting concept there um they're um they're providing for their holders, but at the same time, it, it does require a lot of connections to 
to actually get in on the good ones. Yep, yep. Like I, I feel you, bro. Like when it was like the seasons of altcoin, um, man, if you were on like the top, like the few ICOs that was from the beginning, it was all good. And later to the end, it's like every day we are seeing like different ICOs and those were the ones that is not regulated, is is bad. And then people just go in because based on pure FOMO and that was when I get burned. Yeah. So when I see the word ICO wacky, uh, it, it sends shivers down my spine because I lose tons of money <laughs> in the ICO uh, because I was just late to the game. Uh, so you, you you know me, I'm always extra careful. But I I think that hey, yeah. I mean, if they are doing this, like they if they are doing this in the NFT space, is considered really pioneer, right? Because they are the first ones that's like actually pushing out for the NFT holders, and uh, it's just. I'm not too sure because like they have tons of like basically like Jira Tank, right? So Jira Tank is like a shark tank. Um, you know, they are always monitoring projects. They are investing in projects. They are raising funds uh, for the project. So, I mean, maybe this is his like bread and butter in terms of how he value and push up projects. And if it's good, man, like the Gojiras, they are basically very strong. We we know that we went to like the, the event that they're hosting. It's like all Jira holders, like they love their Jiras. That's it. Like when if you own one Gojira, you definitely going to change your PFP to it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, whether, to a certain extent, whether successful or not, right, I think it is a positive development that someone is indeed trying to do this and because it will inspire other projects to, let's just say that job is completely botched and they they do a mess of it, right, for argument's sake. It will still inspire other people to look at this and be like, okay, they failed, but there is a way to do this. As you rightly say, um, as Space Runners was saying, you need to have a lot of connections. And this is what Sean has been doing. I mean, you know, the guys, when, when I was there, I spoke to the whole team and you could see that they are connected. You can see that they're thinking ahead. And th- th- there's no, the, the beauty of NFTs is that now it does provide, if done well, it provides an opportunity for you, me, and the average people out there that have NFTs to have an opportunity to almost be a VC investor in, in some way and, and benefit from this, which is something that, you would never be able to get in the old traditional banking system. Space owners, do you still have your hand raised or is this across your hand? Yeah, no, I just I just wanted to add something on top of that. You know, I honestly think um, what he's doing is great because I believe, I believe in true value for holders. Like, uh, I'm not really into all that, all that metaverse things because I, I believe, you know, metaverse is cool, but what I'm really, what space runners specifically what we're really bullish about is how we can use this metaverse to provide value for our holders right and i think um shan is a perfect example in this space you know i remember the og days of godzera he was uh buying back like for gen one uh i remember him buying back the the wait list for godzera gen one from people who was mm-hmm. who were gonna who are gonna sell it straight away or or who didn't have the money to mint like he literally said something announcement and it was like yo i'll buy back all the wait lists that you guys don't want for point two and look at look at where godger is at now so yeah, I guess yeah he really had a vision and he he really had goals and 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 short long-term goals for his project so you know kudos for him yo i love it man you og you know your history man <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, dude. when we start this topic uh basically cats 
shout out to you. She she tagged me and she say, "Hey, I'm Shan. I'm Gojira's Maxi period." So you know, you know, we, we <laughs> have some giras in the crowd. They are shilling. Um, man, like if you know, like you know, wherever you go and talk on spaces, and when you talk a particular topic, and people's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm into it." That it shows like a positive sign, like hey, you know, they are doing something great in the space. And man, like we see projects that right now still relevant after one and a half year is definitely going to mean something, right? Because they are doing something in the space. People are still bullish. Um, not a lot of project can remain relevant after one and a half year. Uh, but if hey, if mm-hmm. they can do it, it means something, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I think there's a lot to say, and I think there's a lot of credit to give them. And uh, and and look, we we should follow. We should follow to see what's happening there, because as you said, they're still here. They're still relevant. They still got a very strong floor. During that presentation that they did in Singapore, they showed they pretty much had one of the strongest floors compared to some of the, even some of the blue chips um, for the Gen One. So um, I know what you're saying, uh, Pew. Uh, oh yeah, Pew. <laughs> Pew cast. I know what you're saying, Maeve, um, with the the thing with NFT Lama, but. I mean, hey, let, let's. Uh, when we when we met, when you meet someone in person, it feels slightly different. And uh, let, let's. Yep, yep. All right, guys, this is all today. Let's wrap up for the NFT. What's happening? What's hot in the market? Because today I'm excited. Like, hey, man, Psycho reached out to me and said, "You know what? Do you want to do this?" I'm like, always, of course. Like, that is my GM buddy right there. GM to you, Psycho. How are you doing? Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yo, um, no, thanks for having me, seriously. Um, just about me, I've been in the space for about, well, I don't even know, probably like one and a half years, um, just in like Web3 um, NFTs, probably in crypto for about like three years now. I've been working on like quite a few projects. I think I started working on projects in like late 2021. Um, now I'm all the way here um, with Space Runners, yeah. Um, and we've got a drop coming up. You know, it'll actually be relatively soon, I think, the Mint. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about that. Lovely, lovely. So let, let's let's do a little bit of housekeeping for the people in the audience that may not be familiar with Space Runners. Why don't you guys give us a little bit of background about who you guys are and what you're trying to do? Okay, um, let me let me give you guys the good good stuff, because right? I like to I like to cut straight to the action. Because um, I don't really like going around loops, but you know, basically we're uh, we're trying to be the next fashion metaverse, right? And um, we're pretty well funded. We have one of the top VCs in the space that funds us, and most of these VCs they don't really fund projects; they normally only fund infrastructure. So we have Polychain, who led our um, who led our um, our our, our 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 of uh, our VC fa- funding, and we have Pantera, we have um, Jump Capital, we have Axel, you know, we have uh, people who invested privately as well, such as uh, Ray Chan, um, Justin Khan from Twitch, uh, and you know, and a, and a couple more big names that I I can't think of, but you know, these are these are all good signs of of a project becoming successful or not, because with because um, I think. Most of these people that I've named and venture capitalists I, I've, I've named holds a lot of weight within the space. And yeah, so that's that's the good stuff. You know, we're trying to create um, the next fashion metaverse, right? So right now, all of the metaverses that are currently out, they're, they're fairly, how would you say? They're fairly, fairly pixelated. And a lot of the brand, these brands, they refuse to join these metaverses because 
they're not able to present their brand and and they're not able to express their brand identity the correct way that they want to as a lot of these metaverses are pixelated so so yeah we're trying to create a very high-end metaverse that actually you know brings brings value to our holders and uh we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about utilities yeah yep. and i'm excited because man like you guys this is not your first drop basically you have tons of like exciting drops you have like the tyson fury you have the jake paul you have the nbas so just tell us a little bit more of like you know how is it that you guys are able to maintain relevant um coming drop after drop which is something that a lot of projects find it very difficult to do well, honestly, we're 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 very confident in ourselves, and we're not too concerned about selling out because I think, uh, you know what 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 we strongly believe is we we want to chase the reputation and not the bag because the bag will come when the reputation and and the 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 fame comes if you know what I mean. <laughs> i know i know what you mean but so just just tell us a little bit more of like you know how, what is the true when you talk about like just say fashion metaverse what is that true vision that you guys want to build is it all going to be just say because like space runner is going to be shoe is it like different types of shoes um across tons of like good ip brands or what is that main thing that you guys wanting to push out I think one of the biggest thing we want to push is the biggest Web3 e-commerce platform for for uh, the biggest e-commerce platform for for Web3. So imagine uh, a metaverse where you can enter and there's all these brands that set up shop in our metaverse where you can go in and have a very in in a very, you know, in tune experience when uh, experience of shopping and and you know, I, I want to talk a little more, but uh, you know what? I'll talk a little more. But uh, yeah, so imagine you know, you come into <laughs> go ahead, it's your <laughs> Yeah, imagine you come into our metaverse, and there's all these brands that set up shop, and you're able to shop, right? And then your your NFT as well can 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 yield token that will be able to be used within our metaverse to purchase these items, and these items will be physical and digital. So you can purchase, you know, for example, digital ball main items and then put it on your avatar within the metaverse or use that token and purchase physical items that will be shipped to you so basically getting getting free clothes and then as we set up more shop and 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 bring in more brands this does not only help us in our in our ecosystem but helps the the blockchain ecosystem overall as well because you do understand that when more people are are looking at this space that's when more money is coming in, and that's when more of us are able to able to create and and expand the space even more. Hundred percent. So you raise so many good points and so many good ideas. Um, two two things pop in my mind that that you said. A, you said the more people are involved, then you know the more eyes, the more money, the more you know it's a virtuous circle. And then the other thing that you mentioned at the very beginning was that a lot of those brands are not able to portray themselves the way they would like to. So could you touch on that first when, you know, you said some of those brands are not able to represent themselves the way they, they want to. What do you mean by that? And in what way are they looking to do this? So when I'm saying this, I guess I'm talking about how um, we, we've seen brands come into the space, big brands. We've seen big brands come into the space, but they, they, they aren't as, ses- as successful as they are within Web2. That's because they're not as tuned as they are 
within the Web3 space. So they're very careful, especially big brands such as, you know, Balmain or, or Louis Vuitton or, or any other brands. They, they care about their brand identity. They care about their brand reputation. Thus, they, they want to make sure when they do enter this space, it's the correct time with the correct partners doing the correct things. So it's not just, hey, I'm, 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 you know, supreme. Let me let me drop an NFT and let me let me have this and let let me drop an NFT and this NFT serves no purpose. So I guess they they care about the the long being of, of the space and all these brands want to want to take part in this space for the long term. If that makes sense. Yep, yep. It it absolutely makes sense because like when we talk about or when we look at, you know, in, in a particular project, especially in like fashions, I've seen like tons of people are actually trying to push it out. Like we see, for example, uh, Artifact, you know, they partner with Nike and they keep launching on like, you know, different products, different brands, uh, you know, different, basically just keep on doing merchandises and be, basically, you know, they keep on launching and launching and holders feel like, you know what, uh, basically it's just like selling back to their consumer. And then, I mean, right now, if you look at, for example, as in fact, there are tons of people who aren't like satisfied with how things are moving. They basically kind of like map out the whole ecosystem comparing, for example, as in fact with Yuga. Yuga, always, you know, they benefit their core holders, which is people who minted their genesis, right? Which is the BAYC. Uh, but Artifact, basically, they are keep branching out from different projects or dif- different part and don't really benefit the main holders. So in terms of when you launch, for example, like, you know, your fourth collection, your fifth and your sixth, because I believe like, you know, more good brands will be able to you know, collaborate with you guys and you guys also have the ability to, you know, get all this brand on board with you, what will be the main challenge to say, hey, you know what, uh, you know, as long as you are one of the holders or the genesis, we have a way to, you know, give you guys value so that, you know, there's no kind of like dilution uh, in the brand. Okay, so on that, um, for this collection in specific, the Valmar uh, Balmain collection. It, it's a very, very low supply. It's actually only 130 supply. Um, so bringing back value to the holders on, on this won't, won't be too difficult, right? Because the lower the amount of the supply, the kind of easier it is to bring back value, uh, in my opinion, at least. Uh, it's a bit harder if, you know, you have like a 10k collection and you're, uh, than, than 130, just specifically in terms of like utilities, I guess. Um, but something I wanted to just touch on, on what you were talking about before was basically the culture of Web2 compared to Web3. A lot of Web2 brands come into the space um, like kind of lost, right? And Web3 works very differently to Web2. Um, from like everything is like the culture of like even like tweets and basically everything. Like you, you don't really go into a web two um, office and job and like post memes on on Twitter. Like it's just completely different. Um, it's it's. I, I think that's probably like the hardest challenging step for a web two branch to come into web three is just like doing it right and understanding how it works here, basically. And just to add on top of that, you know, I think it's proven that you know collection. The, the collection size has nothing to do with, with you know, the success of a project. You know, of course, the bigger the size, the more money you're able to raise, right? But let's let's look at Gajera and let's look at some of, the, of some of these other projects, for example. They, it's proven that 
that you're still able to create, you're still able to, to, to make sure that your project is successful as long as you're very in tune and you're very adapted with the space. So this is the key. Right there, you said it, which is to be in tune and adaptive with the space, right? There's no doubt that all the successful projects out there are very involved. Look at, look at Frank, for example, look at Sean. What they have in common is that they are always on spaces. They're always talking to people. They are always communicating. They are in there. They live and breathe Web3, right? And I guess this is this is the same thing. You were talking about the Web2 brands that are trying to get in there. They, they don't do that. That's not their bread and butter. So obviously, they will need to find people in the Web3 space to go and help them out with this. So from, from that perspective, this is to a certain extent what you guys, where you guys are gonna be the bridge there to you know help those big brands get involved and have more eyes into uh, you know the fashion metaverse. So can you maybe talk about how you see the evolution or the adoption of the metaverse? Because it, it's still, it, you know, I, I feel it's still almost an abstract concept for so many people that may not necessarily have used it. Do you have the VR? Do you need the VR? Like, where do you see the evolution of the metaverse going, especially in the context of what you guys are doing? I think, you know, with that being said, you know, the evolution of metaverse, it really has to do with um, our, 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 our current technology and where, where our current technology stands, right? Like 10 years, 10 years ago, right? We, we, we wouldn't imagine, you know, self-driving cars or anything or, or even chat GPT, right? So I, I think, I think, um, you know, I, I think the main point of of the metaverse, honestly, as as you said, is super abstract. But I think none of that really matters as long as you know, as I stated, bring value to our holders and bring the the you know, if I have to be straightforward, bring the money back to our holders to make sure that they're able to stay a part of our ecosystem without the need of selling our NFT. And that is our, our main goal. And, um, you know, the, the whole point, like, I, I like what you say, because like, even though uh, you, we have to say it outright, right? Like a lot of people that buy the NFT, basically, even they can experience, for example, you know, being in the metaverse and stuff like that, they still care so much in terms of, you know what, bringing value back to the holder, which is a lot of time, which is money, right? And I like what Wacky said, because like right now in Asia, for example, like metaverse, the whole uh, system in terms of like, you know, what people wanting to build is so vast in a way that, you know, everybody is building their own metaverse. And it's not something that is shared. But when we look at Sandbox, everything is all feels so like, you know, like Minecraft, right? And it doesn't have like that real fashion. Like you can't really build fashion in a pixelated kind of environment. So um, to dive down a little bit more in terms of what Wacky asks is that, you know, so right now, you know, you guys have a collection and basically partner with tons of good brands. So after that, you know, wanting to build a fashion metaverse, what is that easy onboarding process that, hey, you know, um, you, you buy the shoe, how can you experience this with it? Is it something that, you know, um, you guys basically, they have to tune in into the metaverse to watch a show or what really happened inside the metaverse that all you envision it to become? Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, you know, uh, as I said, well, you're, you're able to purchase digital um, digital apparels within our metaverse. And that digital apparel will be will be another way for you to make more 
within make more tokens within i mean yield and, and make more tokens with our, within our metaverse right because as as we are a fashion metaverse we will be hosting fashion shows and uh, fashion events within our metaverse and and winners of these contests through through purchasing you know and and um you know dripping dripping whatever clothes they buy and in and, and their own way and the win contest will be able to yield more token and and that's one of the way you know we we see metaverse because we so um if i have to bring it down a little bit more if we look at sandbox right what what is their value what what really is their value that they provide let's in the bull market they provided exposure as a lot of people were looking at sandbox a lot of people were looking at you know um the a sandbox in, in a way where where these brands and companies were using it as a way to expose themselves within the web space so we saw Atari, we saw all these other brands, we saw Snoop Dogg purchase land within the metaverse and set up their own their their own land, right? And that that was a lot of exposure for some of these brands as well. So I guess our, our terms of I'm not sure if I'm really answering your question correctly, but uh, in our terms is could, could you could you could you repeat the question again? <laughs> sure, bro. All right, so so basically, like, just just imagine, like, I'm a newbie, right? I have never uh-huh. really experienced in terms of like entering the metaverse. So basically, what will be like that whole um, factor to be like, hey, you know what? This is a project that I want to purchase because I want to experience the metaverse. Like, when I go inside, what is that for me? Like, you you talk about like you know fashion shows. You talk about you know you can, basically can yield tokens and stuff. So. What is that whole main factor to like get people like I, I basically mean like the stickiness in it, right? Like we see tons of like people do metaverse, in the end they build something and basically can't onboard like their users to it because maybe people are not accustomed to being in the metaverse or people aren't familiar. So what will be that stickiness be like, hey, you know what? There's a show, I want to be on it, I I will watch it like every week, at least one or two times, you know, they will hop into the metaverse. Do you have that factor? Yeah, of course, of course. You know that factor. You know, as I stated, um, I, you know, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm very straightforward with things. You know, as I stated, it's, it's really about bring money in because people will want to join. Like everyone else, every one of us here in this space is to make a big bag, right? So obviously, the best way to attract people is to make sure that our ecosystem is well exposed, our metaverse is well exposed. So people are so people are willing and able to join, and they're able to to profit off of it in their own way. If that answers your question correctly, because, <laughs> yes, yes. Because yes. honestly, in, in my opinion, metaverse is very abstract. Like, well, so what? I can I can walk around your metaverse, like I can play GTA, right? That's that's a lot more fun. I can play World Warcraft, the best, you know, the OG play their own game. If, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. When, when I, I, when bro, I, do I, I love, I love the transparency because hey, man, like you are all about you know facts and data, and you don't want to you know give people the beautiful answer. That's it. I love it because uh, we're we're not here trying to sell out our our project because we're we're very very confident of selling it out. You know, like we 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 spot we we talked about this, but uh, we we talked about this with Balmon, and our, honestly, our 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 talk with Balmon lasted around almost a year before we started this this whole campaign because we wanted to make sure that when we do launch this it, it makes sense and and that's why we decided to do a low quantity and if if i haven't mentioned you know our 
the shoes you'll be get, uh the the people who mint our nft will be handed uh physical shoes and 130 of them are uh limited editions shoes only with space runners and that is something you can't you know get from from just any drop if if you know what i mean so t- tell us more tell us more about the drop then um have you announced the price the date all of that good stuff can people still get in like what's the situation with it uh, it will be announced very, very soon. Because uh, we don't like to announce things early. As as I said, you know, uh, our our team brought in people like me and Psycho because they understand the the how, how this space is moving very, very fast. Thus, we want to make sure when we do release our mint price, when we do release uh, all the necessary information, it, it will make sense to the current market situation. But uh, okay, yeah, I mean... it's it's not it's not close to the cheap range. As this is a luxury brand, Balmain has a has their own brand identity as well. They're not you know they're not Nike. Where well Nike is a big brand as well, right? But Nike is, in, in their own way, their brand identity isn't a luxury brand. Yeah, it's a different price range. range. Yeah. So the price range would wouldn't be too too cheap as well, if, if you know what I mean. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I think in, in terms of like luxury shoes and I mean like the last few spaces wacky, we talk about, you know, how important is it to have like small quantities, right? Because the main or like the main success of a project is not just because how much number they can sell to the masses and once they sell, is that's it. It's how strong they can gather the people that actually believe in the project with like, you know, we we seen success in like, you know, 200 means 300 means but really high floor price uh because why because like people who actually buy it is the real customer and it's not like the bullshit people that you know want wanting to flip and stuff like that so i i was uh before you know entering in the web tree you know i was basically my background was in e-commerce and i was like selling a little a little bit in terms of like the shoes uh you know i have like sneakers i have like uh flip-flops, slip-ons and stuff like that. So co- creating a, you know, a 100 supply shoe with a very unique design takes a lot of money to create it. So how is it like, um, you know, they are creating? So because I know like, you know, if you have a big manufacturer line, basically they are a big brand. And when they manufacture the shoe, it's going to be crazy because, um, you know, they are just stopping the whole line to create like these hundred pieces. So, is it because of that? Um, that's why the the price is high, or how how will the value become? And you know, how long like once after minting, how long can the holders actually receive the shoes? So, oh, okay, so oh, oh, yeah, go for it. Alright, um, so our mint is a little bit different um, to a stereotypical Web3 mint. Um, so how it works is, first of all, you're going to buy the shoe instead of buying the NFT, and then you get the NFT um, about two weeks after you buy the shoe. Uh, this is just due to legal reasons, because um, the uh, domain has to offer a refund policy of two weeks, and then if we, if people like buy the shoe just for the NFT and then return the shoe, then that could cause a, a lot of mess. Um, but as for the 130 supply, this is a unique colorway to a um, existing shoe. And that shoe uh, is the unicorn shoe. And it already retails for around, uh, I think, a uh, thousand euros or, or something like that. Um, that's what Balmain already sells it for. And this is a 
this is the same shoe, but in a different colorway. So it's a very unique shoe still. Um, but you know, it, it does come with the um, like 130 will only be made for this, which is quite insane for a brand like Balmain to have. Um, and then you also get an NFT paired with it. So it's, it's basically like a package thing. And the NFT will um, continue to you know bring value to the best we can. And the shoe will also you know hopefully it being such an exclusive shoe, still being worth stuff. Yep, yep. And um, so, so I, I'm particularly interested in this because, like, when I see, for example, you know, people creating the shoe, it's going to be a very unique design, right? And I, I love it what you said because, hey, man, I saw a project basically. Like, like a shoe project and they create like the most wacky design ever and after you mint it uh, basically they say they're going to deliver it but because of the design was too wacky uh, basically the project rock and said you know what guys we can't produce this shoe this is the alternate shoe that we produce and it doesn't look like the NFT at all and uh, when you say you know this shoe has already designed but it's super limited edition because hey um, we have a different colorway this also appeals not only to the Web3 people but also Web2 people that actually maybe they own a, a similar pair, but not in that colorway. So it's going to be a really a good way to, you know, you not only have the Web3 element to it, but you also have the Web2. So let's talk a little bit more in terms of the development of the whole project. Because I see, basically, you guys are backed by tons of big brands, right? You have Animoca and stuff like that. So they are backing towards the project. Is it more towards the development of Metaverse? Where do they, they, their roles come in? Uh, Dennis, do you want to take this one? Oh, I thought you were going to take this one. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> there, there comes in and um, and honestly, it, it have to be very straightforward again. <laughs> Just the connections and and the weight they provide for us for us to negotiate and leverage with other brands to to bring more exposure from Web two side within uh to the Web three side, and and that's pretty much. A big deal for us as well, because when you talk to brands, you you need chips to leverage with them. You need you need something to leverage with them to in order to to convince them to collab or cooperate or partner with us. And all with all these backings, it it, it makes it extra easier for us to 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 you know leverage and and make sure that when we do sign sign this deal, it makes the most sense in a way where what what three people can. Where where Web three people can understand because um we we've, we've seen situations and scenarios where uh I don't like to name names but I'm gonna name it anyways <laughs> like Porsche right they came in and decided to go point nine one one we we saw what happened with that right and obviously that's because they're not in tune with the space and they're not they're 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 not you know who we thought they were right I mean the floor went up but we all know what happened. Right. So so thus we're we're using these chips to, to leverage with these brands. So when we do sign these deals that it makes sense for us to to or like how do I put this? It, it makes sense when when we move in the space and the contract that we sign, it, it will make sense in the space, if if that makes sense to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. So talk to us a little bit more about Bama itself and what they 
you know, how they're planning on support this? What, what is their vision? Like, wh- how do they want to get involved? Because, you know, looking through what you guys are building, right? We are all talking right now about adoption, right? The, the number one, I think the number one challenge that NFTs, Web3 is facing is not clearly the technology, but it's about the Web2 people understanding what Web3 is and then really getting involved in it, right? And, and I think I was looking through your page and, you know, obviously fashion is a big thing in the sense that you have so many people that are following those fashion brands, right? It's almost a cult following, right? And as we know, the cult followings tend to be the ones that are the easiest to get to move on to a new sort of behavior, right? So to, to, to that extent, I'm seeing the fashion brands as potentially a very big player in helping with adoption. Is this something that Bama sort of has in mind? What is, what is their long-term view in terms of all of this? Okay, so this is basically their... I think they've done one thing previously, but this is like their first like biggest uh, official drop with um uh, with like NFTs and crypto. Right? Uh, like this is the yeah, this is like having the most focus on it, I guess. Um, so in in that sense, bringing them in is what we're trying to do, and what they're trying to do is see how how it works, like get a feel of um of crypto, like making sure it's it's like a good step for the brand direction, right? I think that's what every brand tries to do. They they experiment, make sure it works for them. Um, hopefully, it will work like completely, and I, I believe it will. Um, but that's what that's what everyone's doing right now, right? They're trying to make sure that this is the right fit for the brand. This is going to work long term. Um, building out into into crypto, into NFTs, into all of Web three um, for a very long term um, play. So yeah, I, I guess it's just basically um, to sum it up. It's it's an entry step, and to hopefully bring a lot more um, into the future. I mute it. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Oh yeah, sorry. Just to add on top of that, it's, it's good exposure for our project as well to to break the ice within the Web three space and the Web two space as well. You know, as as we're partnering with Balmond, that just means more eyes on our project from all these big brands within the Web Web Two space. And you know, we're we're speaking with a bunch of them already, and uh, I can't name any names right now. As uh, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense for me to name something that's not signed yet, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to hype people up or anything, because you know, this for us is, isn't about selling out. It's about making sure that people are educated regarding to our project and, and people understand what we're trying to build and create. Because, you know, you don't see people complaining about Board 8 Yacht Club dropping from 150 ETH to, to where they're at right now, right? So, and that's yeah. the kind of status and position we want to be in within this space as well. To, to have a bunch of people that are, that are in line with our vision and trust our, our, our path and, and the things we're building for this project. So despite the four, despite the everything else, you know, they, they're in line with us. And that's that's what we truly want to build and create within this space. And that's what we truly want for that's the, the true outcome we want from this drop. Cause yep. if, if I have to be a hundred percent honest with you, hundred thirty pairs, we can give that to Ball Main VIP clients will be sold out. Straight up. 
Like we don't even need to go to go to waitlist or 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 anything. And and but our plan is not to do that. Our plan is to is to truly impact the space in a positive way where it's not just about our project but the whole ecosystem overall. Yeah. So what would you say is true? Because like I know, for example, when you are talking to Web two business. Basically, in order to you know get the deal done, it takes not like you know one two months. It takes a long time of period to basically get it done because hey, they are web two. They have tons of process going on, and like what you said, right? I believe like it's only hundred thirty pair. If you put if you if you put it in Malaysia in one of their their high stores that has a lot of traffic, I believe it will it will be sell instantly because they have like their customers and stuff like that. But what's interesting is that I seen, for example, so we, we talk you talk about uh, Porsche, right? We talk about uh basically I think two, last week or one week ago, Puma did their drop, right? Those brands they basically say, hey, you know what? I want to enter the Web3 space, but I'm doing it all of myself. Like I'm not gonna partner with another person. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna launch it using my own team or hire external people to do it. But for you guys, you are able to get Bauman, which is, you know, saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave this to you because you guys know it better, right? What was their key, key thing that said, you know, you are able to convince them? And also Bauman said like, you know what? I'm, I'm not wanting to do this on my own, but I'm actually giving you guys, let's do a partnership and then you guys run it. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, uh, as I as I said, with all the people behind our project and all the backing we have is, is one of the reasons why they decided to leave it up to us, right? Because they, they've seen what we've done with our first drop. They, they see the people that are backing and behind our project. And, and you know, Web2 businesses, they don't, they don't understand the space. They only look at numbers. And the numbers we provided to them was good enough for them to, to put it all, all to us and be like, hey, you know what? We trust you. And we want this to go as smooth as possible. And we want to work with you. I think just on that, uh, also the future possibilities with um, Space Runners is pretty like massive compared to other projects, right? Um, Space Runners is building a fashion metaverse, which you know, completely aligns with um, fashion brands. Um, the, there's just a lot of possibilities that can come. And the I'd say the quality that Space Runners puts up is kind of like a different standard to a lot of projects out there like if you go on to like the rendering and just like the asset creation and like everything that we have planned out it's just top tier right now <laughs> oh it's good it, it, it's exciting i mean I, I have to say you have so many it, there, there's so many metaverses as uh, people were saying earlier right you, it, when you talk to web to people, they're like, where is the metaverse? Which metaverse do I need to go to? And people still don't have that concept. They think there's just one metaverse, right? So it, it really will be interesting, again, to see how the future develops and how you guys are going to be able to do this. I do have to say, as you say, you know, you guys have been able to show the numbers and to show that to convince them to, uh, to, to join you guys. And it's a big responsibility that you have because obviously this is such a big name that the success of this will potentially really pave the way for the future of more brands like this getting involved and being successful in potentially onboarding more people to, to Web3. So it's going to be fascinating to see where this goes and how quickly people get to adopt this. Because ideally, we get to a stage where it's not us here today or that are already involved in NFTs that are going to get into to buy those, you know, 
those fairs or those NFTs. It's going to be new people. They're going to be, yes, I love Bama. Whatever it is that they're doing, I'm going to get one of these. I want to look at what they're doing in the metaverse, and then I want to move forward in the future with this. Yep. And, uh, you know, you, you guys basically just now talked a little bit in terms of like, you know, having that shoe, you purchase, for example, fashion collectibles, and then you have you, right? So maybe can you talk a little bit in terms of like the tokenomics you had behind for this whole drop? Wacky, are you playing with your dog? Oh my God. <laughs> you, you can still hear me? The muting, the, the muting doesn't work. <laughs> I told you, bro, like today you're all over the place. Your roadcaster, basically, you have to change it, bro. Oh like you have to God. buy one more expensive one. That's it. All right, Psycho, no. to, to you, buddy. Uh, did, sorry, did you mean tokenomics here in terms of like um, like what we'll be doing in the future or just like numbers on NFTs? Yeah, like the general because like um, you, you guys basically able to, for example, like, you know, if you purchase it, you have you can yield a certain type of token. So maybe you can talk a little bit on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So it it won't come straight away, right? The tokenomics will come at a time that makes sense for um for the project for space runners. Uh, tokenomics is something that it, it's kind of like make or break for a lot of projects, right? There's been like millions and millions of projects that put out staking and it just failed because they they didn't really take the time to know how it works, know like how to actually make the token like valuable. Um, so it's not going to be something that's tied as soon as you get the NFT, as soon like right on this drop, it'll be something that is timed well. It'll be something that has value when it comes out. It'll be, um, it'll be ha- ha- like already having use cases and hopefully like being some something really big at the time when it does come out. Um, but as for when it does come out, it, it's not like probably not for, uh, like near future, it's just something that has to be timed perfectly, I guess. Yeah, tokenomics is a is a tricky thing. Uh, so when I was at NFT Paris, I met um, I met some guys in in line while waiting, and they had launched a shoe brand as well, where they were basically giving people. You were talking about tokenomics, so they they had a thing. It was a German brand where every step that you were making you were basically collecting rewards. And I was like, okay, so what's the point of this? Well, and they were like basically incentivizing people to wear their shoe, right? So it's kind of, it was kind of like step in, but a little bit in a, in a different way. So I thought it was an interesting, you know, we're talking about the carrot economy that we're in today that you have nowadays, you have to actually pay people to go and use your brands. So it was a, it was a funny sort of take that their approach that they were taking on, on where NFTs and, and how to merge Web2 and Web3 together. But anyway, long story short, maybe closing statements from you guys. Um, where do you guys see, like, what are you most excited about? What's what's the next thing for you? Obviously, you've got the Bauman drop. That's probably where you're focusing most of your attention. But overall, anything else that you want to share with us that, you know, you want to get people excited in? And if people want to get involved right now, how can they get involved? And do they still have potential what list? Um, hey, let so, me add something before, you before you go, Psycho. Um, you know, uh, with token... We understand, you know, I, I, if, if anyone was in the crypto space, you know that when you drop a token, it has to be under good conditions. So our token is basically we have two tokens. We have a governance token and we have a utility token. And when we do drop these tokens, it will be under the correct market, market situation so our holders can get the most out of it. 
and and that and you know it, it is important to drop things during you know good market situations to, for for us yeah tokens are tricky yeah the, no, no question about it uh, you don't want just like the floor price of a collection if the token value drops then it really is a hit on the project so i totally hear you there psycho you were about to say something Okay, yeah, so basically our whitelist closed just earlier today, unfortunately. Um, oh, man, you, 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 <laughs> psycho. You, you're making me tear, bro. I'm not going to GM you tomorrow, man. <laughs> no. no um, but, but the thing is, um, mint details should be, should be coming very, very soon. Like, by soon, I mean in the next, like, day or so. Um, but this could be something very, very cool coming around the same time as mint. Um, so just keep your eyes filled for that, I guess. Awesome. All right, well, look, very exciting to hear what you guys are, are doing there. I mean, the metaverse is a big, big thing. It's a huge agenda on all Web3 players. It's uh, the, the, way, the way it will be developed will be a huge factor in terms of how many people adopt it. And, and I have to say, obviously, fashion and high-end fashion is, is, uh, is a huge potential catalyst, I think, for Web2 adoption into Web3. So very excited to see how you guys are going to do this. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to follow very, very intently uh, to see when that drop is coming. Bama's a big name, guys. <laughs> yep yep and so you know what guys really appreciate you guys here i mean man this is something that i'm looking forward because you know i'm all about small collection and building up that community that core community that really supports the brand and hey guys once again thank you for being a part of the asia web stream motherfuckers powered by pukecast the rock radio of asia with you guys i believe we are one step ahead in building the most journeying community in asia and you know what, guys? We run the show every day, Monday to Friday, um, you know, 10 p.m. GMT plus 8, which is Malaysia, Singapore time. And this week, we are packed with, you know, different schedules. We have basically Ordinals projects. We have like D-Gods Asia, Hong Kong joining us today. So you know what? If you guys like us, you guys like the vibe, we are doing this every day, Monday to Friday. Follow me, follow Wacky, follow PewCast. And of course, follows all the speakers here up on stage. And once again, Psycho and you know Space Runner, thank you so much for being here. Um, I really appreciate your time to share uh, what you guys are building. And you know what? Together, let's build up the space. So, Wacky, are you ready for the outro? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for connecting. This was Asia Web3 Motherfuckers. This is us signing out. Thank you so much for joining. Bye.